Hey everyone, Andrew here. Before getting into this episode, I wanted to let you know that going into this episode, I had some notes on what I wanted to talk about, which was mainly a style of game that I have been thinking a lot about wanting to participate in, and I wanted to talk about that. The direction that this episode took was very different than what I originally thought it would be, Uh, and it wound up getting a lot deeper than I thought it would be. So while the episode description may uh, describe it as what it was originally intended to be, uh, I hope you can appreciate it for what it is and where it goes and the kind of uh, internal exploration that goes on. If it's a little meandering and a little confusing, I definitely understand. But all the same, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that you find something helpful in it. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there, and I hope you uh, find something to uh, connect with in this episode. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another blinding episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. Oh, uh, since you were blinded, I thought maybe I'd be deafened. Um, oh, that doesn't... That doesn't that work at all. So well anyway, I'm Adam. Sorry. That was a lame joke. No, it's all good. I, well, you know, it's... Uh, uh, apparently I'm dumb. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but not the kind that can't I'm, talk. Just uh, I wasn't gonna say just it. Just dim. Um, I'm glad. <clears throat> dim. I I was sitting here next to my the window I have in my shed, and it's facing out toward this almond orchard that's off to the to the side of. Uh, uh, next to to the shed and the sun sets right behind the the orchard and it's really beautiful but right around when we record right at this time of year the sun is just like about to dip below the horizon so it shoots directly through my window right into my face (laughs) 
as I'm like sitting down to record. So I'm like getting my chair as low as I can, turning my monitors so I can like hide like a freaking vampire cowering from from the sun. You know, that that happens to me in my classroom at a certain time if I stay too late. Um, really? Yeah, you can get light everywhere and nobody can see the screen and so... Um, but anyway, I'm glad to awesome. be here uh, with you. It's about time that we could get back together to do this. Um, me too. You know, time's been weird for me because I've been off schedule. Uh, I've had little appointments here and there, but, you know, I'm on summer vacation. So yeah. I'm feeling I've been having a lot of fun playing lots of Elden Ring. Um, School's out for Summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So get it in there, man. kids are excited that school's over. So are teachers. Um, it's a yeah. It's a great deal. So uh, I'm looking forward to not thinking about that too much. Amen, dude. So what? Uh, apart from ye old Elden Ring, what? Uh, what else have you been up to? Well, you know, I've been doing my. DM thing. I've been doing a little bit of playing. Uh, I've been trying to play a little team fight tactics, get used to the new uh, set that just released, uh, Dragonlands. Uh, there's some really fun stuff. I feel like every time they release a new set, there's usually something really clever um, that is being introduced. And um, some stuff is broken. That's fine. You know, that's natural for release, but it's uh, been really good. I've uh, been doing the patron so game. You said Dragon Lands. Yes, yes. Not not to be confused with Dragon Lance. Yeah, correct. Lands like where wow. they come from. Um, uh, yeah. So everything has sort of like, like a dragony theme. One of my favorite compositions in that game uh, right now is called Guild. And for those of you that don't know, this is part of the auto chess genre where you essentially create. Uh, a team and each of them has has certain traits and if you match up the traits they get buffs so um one of the traits it gets it, it gets a unique benefit for every single member of guild and so it feels like a D party and so Ooh. each of them has like their medieval sort of adventurer skins um Neat. yeah it's really really fun so i I, I like that comp, but I like lots of others. I'm thinking a lot about cool. uh, Spelljammer. I've been uh, preparing to do that. I've got another game I'm, I've am i been formulating, making maps for, and that sort of thing. Uh, it is a gothic horror game. So... Whoa, wait. You, you're going to run gothic horror? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do gothic and cosmic. Uh, in two different games, so the the spe- that, the spell jammer game I'm planning is going to be goth or uh, cosmic horror, um, where you know the 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 fear of the unknowable and the infinitesimally smallness of our existence, you know, and uh, you know the uh, the other one is about uh, what if angels got trapped in the material plane for too long, so. Um, yeah, those are, I've been having some fun thinking of nonsense. Um, uh, those, those both sound incredibly interesting to me. I must say. <laughs> good, good. I was, I was like, hmm, 
But only... I I didn't necessarily want to like get all excited, but then you said the things you said, <laughs> and it kind of made me get excited in spite of myself. Man, very very interesting. Uh, yeah. Are you planning on on both of those being Spelljammer or no? No, one of them is going to be Domain of Dread of my own creation. Okay. Um, basically, the idea is there's this church and they uh, they solve really big crises, um, you know, mm -hmm. catastrophes by essentially summoning in a host of heaven to come and help them in times of dire need. Well, you know, mm. it, in times past, the church has been very but sparing with this idea, understanding that it's kind of a big deal. Well, one one day, some priest gets it in his head that, why don't we just keep them? And so next time there's a calamity, they open up the heavens and then seal them, seal the door shut. But these Whoa. angelic beings can't stay as they are without their connection to the celestial plane for too long. And then uh, corruption happens. That sounds bad. Okay. And then demons get involved in all kinds of fun stuff. Jeez Louise. So trapping a bunch of unicorns and angels in the material plane against their will is pretty egregious as far as sins go. So Yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> don't want to be doing that. That's right. That Jeez So that person, whoever they are that I'm developing, the domain of dread will be based around them. Wow. So that's that's interesting. So the, the neat idea. Yeah, open world. I'm gonna try to do open worldiness, um, hmm. where a lot of it is prep beforehand, um, and players explore and go from from place to place, um, discovering the the problems that. Uh, some of these divine beings have created and mm. solving them through extreme violence. <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah, um, might do that for uh, patron game number two, might do that for something more local. Uh, we'll see what people want to do. So either game could be for Monday night, um, patron game number two. Um, right on. You know, you know very well. I'm trying to wrap up um, our personal game venture. Yeah. Um, once it's done, I plan on taking that time slot um, out of circulation normally, and ma yeah. and making it for the patron. Yeah, um, we we've, yeah. we've both got a lot going on, and it you know it's it's starting to feel like a like it's time for a bit of a shift. Um, definitely, definitely. So. Yes. You know, it, you, know. you, you got to do something new creatively, right? You have to get new yeah. blood and that sort of thing. So if if, if listeners have been thinking, uh, I don't know if I want to join yet. I don't know if I want to do the $20 level. That seems like enough or like too much. You know, guys, 20 bucks to get a four-hour session, you know, uh, twice a month. Um, I mean, you're going to spend 20 bucks on an average chip trip to uh you know uh the fast food you know it's oh shoot you, it's not a big you deal go get a two-hour movie 
Oh, and yeah. it's going to cost you more. Oh, yeah. You know, like the drink itself is $4, you know? Yep. Um, yep. So I think it's an absolute steal. I mean, it's not enough for us to even really build a life on. It's it's just really kind of a, I, I guess it, it's more of just like a tip, really. Like a, yeah. you you are worth this. I am going to be at least $20 invested. You know, I think, I think that that's pretty good. So if you've been waiting on it, I would recommend that if any of those games sounded interesting to you, um, you know, it might be a good time to start thinking about it. Um, And for, for what it's worth, our, uh, our discord is very active. So if you were to join, uh, and you had some questions about those games or, you know, wanted to perhaps see some, you know, adjustments or little, um, you know, if you had something that you would like maybe included or, or whatever, we're very uh, responsive in the Discord. Oh, yeah. So that discussion could also be had, which is neat. Yeah, so if, uh, and of course, you know, the game will be tailored to the people that are a part of it. So you get a lot of say in terms of the experience you're going to get. And, um, you know, ask the people that are uh, patronizing the show already at the $20 level and are enjoying Wrath of the Scorned. Uh, They're having a good time, I think. (laughs) So, uh Things, it has seemed so. so it it so, has seemed uh, so far positive. Yeah. So um, yeah, I very cool, complain. man. Yeah, do it. It's good for you. Yes, exactly. Or it'll be good for you. And if you're a true ad- addict and you're already in Wrath of the Scorned, and you need two games a week, well, we would ask for you to up your pledge. In that case, uh, that would be nice. Um, yeah. Because essentially you're getting double the product or service, I guess, in this case. So, service. Yeah, yeah, service for sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, how have so you been? You, you went on a uh, service. You. <laughs> I, by the way, I got great service at uh, Discount Tires uh, near my house. Uh, I, had, oh, nice. I had a big flat. I had the tire uh, replaced and installed for 27 bucks. Whoa! <laughs> not wow. Not too bad. That is that is discounted. <laughs> yeah, and they're like super chill, and uh, you know, it's just rare to get like car maintenance that's like good. I'm not even a car guy, so feeling like I'm not about to get taken for a ride is nice. Ah, uh, taken for a ride. <laughs> Room. But you just went on vacation. Uh, I did. Uh. My father um, actually just got remarried, which was an experience. Uh, He and his new wife, who is very lovely, she's a really, really nice lady. She's from Peru. Uh, She spent her career as uh, like a life coach and stuff. She's got like three kids that are all like about our age or a little bit older. Um, you know, she's she's seen a lot of the world, had a lot of interesting stories. So um, we we all uh, 
as well as my my brothers flew into town and um we all went on a little vacation to our family's timeshare and they did the courthouse thing and um you know signed the papers and made everything official um so we got to we got to spend some time together and um you know hit the swimming pool and you know cook some food and we went up to yosemite and did a little bit of hiking i uh took my five-year-old son we hiked up the side of uh the lower yosemite falls and i got him like within maybe a hundred feet of this massive waterfall no cool it was like it was you know it's one of those places where you know at, at least if you're somebody who who believes in the divine or um or even somebody who just admires nature you get this you know this very um inspirational feeling i don't know if i would if i would have used inspirational though it certainly could be it was just this this almost overwhelming sense of raw power that um you just you get to feel nature in this kind of in its raw sort of state and just sort of the the power of you know the elements just right there in front of you and it was really amazing and just you know standing there next to my little guy as he's like you know he's smiling from ear to ear and we're both just soaked in waterfall mist oh yeah just you know that's great we're standing in the shadow of this huge mountain and like 50 feet away it's just clear sunlight and just it was absolutely beautiful and um very spectacular um so that was really cool and uh it's a nice memorable experience for him very very it was a a memorable moment indeed um and i i also developed a new character uh kind of a a tragic character um we were taking pictures uh af- at the courthouse we found some nice landscaping and stuff and we're uh my my brother's girlfriend uh has a nice camera and she was setting up some shots and stuff and one of the pictures they were taking was near a stop sign and this it there was this nice big rose bush behind them and stuff like that and you could tell that she was just trying to frame up the shot so that the stop sign wasn't in it and it occurred to me that it to me i thought it could be funny to like like what if you framed it so like it deliberately looked like the stop sign was just kind of edge its way into the frame and that snowballed in my brain and i instantly personified that that stop sign and it became this tragic character in my head where it's like the stop sign nobody nobody likes a stop sign anytime one's around they want it out of the way they don't want to look at it they just so you have this poor tragic stop sign who's like trying to edge its way and like hey it's me i'm a stop sign just uh you want to stop and talk a minute hmm? just uh hey uh 
I'm Mr. Stop Sign, and uh, you're stopping here. Why don't you? Uh, why don't we talk a little bit? Hmm? What? Is, oh, you're you're driving away. Hmm? Uh, all right. Uh, oh, hey! Here comes another person. Hey, you want to stop and talk a little? Oh, you're driving away too. <laughs> and he just gets more and more just sullen and irritated the more people just blow him off. So was this uh, something you came up with, like basically for your kids? Like, did they chuckle every time? I came up with it for myself, <laughs> but then I. Then I just kept doing it with them, and they would just crack up more and oh, more. Oh, there and you more. go. Yeah. Um, so there you have it, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Andrew goes a little insane when he travels. Um, yep. That character sounded like a cross between Kermit the Frog and Cleveland Junior. Yeah, a little bit. And <laughs> I think I think there's maybe maybe a sliver of Target Lady in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, I. I there was e- there was even a little bit of Herbert um, at the end there. Hey there, hey there, strong arm. <laughs> oh my God! Come down and have a popsicle. Nope, stop. Mm. <laughs> nope. This is a family show. <laughs> um, well, so so was that. <laughs> uh, in a way, in a way, in in a way. Uh, anything's a family show if you show it to your family. So. Well, or if you put family in the name, <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. There you have it. Um, um, but other than that, uh, been playing a little bit of uh, V Rising, which is an early access game on Steam, which is a uh, survival g- uh, genre mixed with kind of uh, action, maybe action slightly action RPG where you're basically going out and gathering resources and building and stuff, but you're a freaking vampire and you're trying to build your super cool vampire castle and, oh, nice. you know, get minions. and So Strahd Simulator. Uh, kind of, yeah, except you, you do not feel like this all-powerful, like, it's not vampire power fantasy. Uh, Does it eventually get there? Like, do you build up to it, or is it always just building stuff? I mean, I'm I'm maybe maybe a third of the way through the progression, Um, so maybe it does. uh, But it's it's also the kind of uh, it's the kind of thing where there are zones that have enemies of certain levels, so like. I'm I'm at the point where I'm starting to venture beyond the first main area into like the secondary and maybe even tertiary areas where things start getting more difficult. So if I go back to the first zone, you I'm stomping pretty much everything. So you do get some of that depending on where in the game world you are. So there there's a bit of that. I just got the power to be able to take on a human disguise um, and recently also got the power to be able to, like, to charm and basically take someone as my minion. So that was pretty cool. That sounds like a fun uh, game. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly well done. And I mean, for 20 bucks, 
you know, not too bad. It's hard to it's hard to ask a lot, and the fact that it's still in early access as well. I mean, for for that price, and the fact that it's still in development, it's an incredibly good game. Um, so definitely check it out if you've ever wanted to be a vampire, <laughs> or if you hadn't. But maybe now you're thinking about it. Yeah, well, that it's, sounds pretty uh, cool. I'm, I'll fun. probably check it out. I want to see what that's yeah, about. But I'm still getting my fill. Definitely fill. worthwhile. Um, I've only beaten Elden Ring twice now, so uh, I need more time with it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, um, should we get started? You, you know, yeah. You know what? We we have we've caught up. Um I know normally we we try to keep our intros below like 15, maybe 20 minutes, but you know, it's been a while and uh, guys got to chat. Okay. So, you know what? Keep, keep your mouthery to yourself. Um, so anyway, you were kind enough to handle the topics the last couple times because i was inundated with work and my my brain was uh utterly scattered Absolutely. so yeah i really appreciate that and this week i have brought a topic okay um what is it i don't know if you will like it <laughs> but i brought it anyway good, good way to uh, intro right so a few things before I go into this. Oh, boy. Um, first, what I'm thinking of uh, and looking for, and we'll get more into this, but it is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So if you like what we wind up talking about, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. Um, also, this topic is going to be uh, about the kind of game that I am, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the kind of game I would really like to play in. Sure. Um, and to the GMs that I have had, namely you and Spike uh, in the recent past, this is not intended to disparage or take anything away from the campaigns that you've run nor is it intended to say that you haven't at least done something or some things adjacent to what I'm going to bring up in this topic. Um, the, vast majority, <laughs> the vast majority of the campaigns that I have had the privilege to be a part of, both run by you and Spike, were all deep, full of interesting stories, mechanics, and gameplay and the consideration, creativity, skill, and just the overall care that's gone into those campaigns that you guys have run have been on a consistently professional level, and any player out there would be lucky to participate in them. Um, so I, I want to make sure that that's very clear. I'm not saying any of the stuff I'm saying to to dig on you guys. Um, so that having been said, um, I've been thinking about the kind of game that I would really like to play in. And it's occurred to me that 
What I would like to try to get into is a sandbox game, which most folks are pretty familiar with, at least if you've been playing TTRPGs for, you know, any stretch of time. Um, sandbox games are typically those that are created with the intent that the PCs will explore around, choose one of some or even many potential paths, and you see what happens, right? Sure. But the key difference between the between that and the style of sandbox game I'm looking for is this. And you may feel an urge to like leap out of your chair and scream blasphemy, but all the same. The GM should not give any thought or prep or attention to story or theme. Okay. Okay. I, I just, I wanted to make sure you were still alive after I said that. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, yeah, please continue. Okay. So to me, I've been wanting to, to feel like I'm just a part of the world that I'm in. And most of the, of the games that I've played in, the GM, usually you, has, put a lot of effort into coming up with what story they want to tell or what themes they want to explore, what themes they want to put in front of the players. And that, while fun, or while it can be fun, tends to leave me feeling like I'm, like I'm playing someone else's story that someone else came up with, that I'm playing a role in but it's but it's their it's their baby you know where the experience i'm thinking of is essentially that the story just is simply the chronicle of the pc's journey and what choices they make mundane or otherwise the people they interact with and the ensuing results any important themes will make themselves known organically as will the story. Um, part of this too is uh, just because the GM isn't prescribing a story or theme doesn't mean there won't be one. The campaign will be one big exercise in cause and effect. And within that will be conflict. PCs will make choices and sooner or later, they'll set themselves on their own path with their own goals. The characters' personalities will get fleshed out, and through their interactions, the themes of the story will make themselves known. The GM just needs to wait while being watchful and quietly lean into those themes when they do show themselves. What do you think so far? Well, I I, I have to say I feel like I've done this um, in you know to some extent. It, to some extent, I, I feel like like venture has been largely what you've described, but I think that where you feel like maybe you haven't had that full experience, mm. and maybe a a a, a, a a small problem, and you can tell me what you think about it. Sure, is that there are essentially five to six protagonists, right, and each of them is is making a decision as part of essentially a committee. And so 
one of the very useful things about having a central story or at least a suggested couple of stories that players can pick from um, is that it gives everyone something to react to um, mm. because otherwise I think you're one of the problems I've had with venture mm-hmm. has been trying to do this actually because right. what happens what what happened in that game is several players got really 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 attached to what they were doing and right. they felt that other players were inhibiting their ability to have fun and it resulted in a lot of sort of schism and problems right and so you know and i can take responsibility for for some of that but i will say that in that campaign, the story has largely been a reaction to where attention was laid. Um, right. I didn't necessarily plan for uh, my big bad to be my big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be a quick chapter and done. But then he just developed and developed and developed. So right. um, the the your idea is is really nice for I think a a single player experience uh I think it can work with a group if everybody is willing to essentially give each other that space which they should right um and even still your DM has to come up with story uh actually they have to come up with lots of stories um because you're not just going to roam around and cause problems because that will result in players uh, becoming murder hobos. Well, and I, I actually, um, you know, before we start getting too far into the weeds on this, I did uh, put together uh, a patented Andrew list of um, things that occurred to me that I think would be helpful for setting up a game like this and and actually the point you made about uh about the the different protagonists and and the players playing them for that matter um is is a good one and that's actually um something that i even have down uh in my notes here in fact uh it i i'll even hit it right now um this sort of game you know, as as I stated from the jump, is not for everyone. Um, it puts it puts the players in the driver's seat. So interparty bickering, chronic indecision, and unwillingness to compromise will get in the way. Uh, but I think that stuff- your issue is that you invite those things by having a lack of focus. Do you see what I mean? Because like I, when the choices become okay, here's everything, then I think everybody wants to go a different way. And the the big positive of what you're suggesting is that the player gets a lot of personal investment, but then, mm-hmm. but then that rubs up against some of the other players sometimes. So, I, you know, I mean, with the right group, anything's fine, right? Right. But here's the thing, like, you don't want me to prep a story, but the but you also want me to be able to react to you when you make decisions A, B, or C. So instead of prepping a story, 
I'm prepping lots and lots of stories for you to um, for you to react to, which is uh, fine if you're if you're a good student of Sly Flourish and you're able to design lightly many different paths, then that can that can work. But this is definitely something that would be for a seasoned GM who is good at thinking on their feet uh, to produce. And you may have to be satisfied with very simple maps or even theater of the mind, which I know you don't have a problem with. You're more, you're more about sound than visuals anyway. So, right. Um, And, and, you know, I'll reiterate too. this, this is a game that I'm interested in being in. Of course, of course, this is, you know, obviously not, um, not every GM is going to like doing things this way or, uh, or even feel up to doing things this way though. Uh, I did put together a few things here that I think could at least help. Uh, okay. Go ahead and dive in. Want to give it a shot. Um, so the first thing I would say is to just make a starting location. And I would say a, a small one is probably best. Oh, like definitely. Small town, maybe village. And populate that location with various NPCs. And for those NPCs, just give each of them an attitude or maybe a voice, a life situation, and some sort of problem. Like one problem that they're having. And it doesn't have to be like a big epic thing. Um it could be, you know, the innkeeper has rats in his basement, you know. Or the, just the, some... the cabbage farmer has dire rabbits in her patch. And Yeah, exactly. Um, then for that, you could even, uh, to, to help with that, you could talk to your players and ask what sorts of NPCs they'd be interested in seeing um, in, in whatever sort of location you're developing you know if if you told them this was a farming village that you know might inspire them to say it would be neat to see this kind of npc you know they'd come up with different ideas for a farming village versus like a, a full-on town sort of sort of thing um and also the npc's problems don't necessarily need to be unique to each npc it could be uh it could be that certain problems are affecting multiple npcs like if the if the innkeeper has rats in his basement maybe rats have been causing problems elsewhere in town too maybe different kinds of problems but they're all stemming from that one source um so the example i have here is that you know maybe in this in this little town um You've got local thieves that are being a general menace, highwaymen outside the town who have harassed some travelers, and uh, some folks, including the innkeeper, have noticed a rat problem, and there have been a few goblin incursions. So then, I think a good go way ahead. of um, setting that up might be, let's say, a job board that tells you who to go talk to, and then you go talk to them. You have the NPC interaction. They give you the problem. And then you go solve it, and well, then and, and then you get a new set of of jobs that are available in the future. 
I understand what you're driving at, <laughs> and I know that you love like, the job board. I mean, I literally did all this. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, but you you went into venture yeah. saying having an idea of I want it to be frontiersy. I want it to sure. be about establishing a new community. Right. I like there were there were some big overarching parameters that were laid down beforehand mm -hmm. that that did set like a big tone and pointed expectations in in a way that you intended uh -huh. versus what the players like the players didn't choose what the overall idea of the campaign was that was right. you right of course and what i'm going for here is something that feels more organic like i don't i don't want to go to to a job board and just look at the classifieds and go okay so and so has this thing i want to find out about these problems by actually just meeting these people and exploring the town in general mm -hmm. and stumbling on them like i I don't want the problems just stuck right in front of my face. I'd like to just talk to someone and then, you know, you just, they go, you know, I've been having this issue and, you know, I think you might be able to help me with it or, you know, have it come out organically versus just going, okay, let's just look at the list and pick something. Does that make sense? No, I, I get it. It's, <laughs> it's just well how do i say this <laughs> um it's insane um like i i get what you're saying and i think for a single player experience it's really good for five players this is a recipe for chaos you're you're without any kind of focus your players are gonna get into into mischief and they're gonna get upset at each other People are going to feel a lack of, of progress. And like, so I don't mean to like poo-poo <laughs> this entirely. I think there's some good things here, but you have to temper expectations with what a GM can actually accomplish. And this, you know, not even having a basic theme, not even knowing what kind of skin the game has, um, I don't even know how you would get started talking to the local blacksmith. We have to at least assume that we're talking about medieval fantasy, right? Sure. It's, it, he's going to have an accent, right? Well, he has that accent for a reason because he lives somewhere, right? So there has to be something established beforehand. Now, you can get player input beforehand and say, hey, I'm playing a campaign. So instead of doing the pitch I did today where I was talking about Spelljammer and Gothic Horror, you know, I could say, I'm going to run a game. Here is a Google form. Fill it out and tell me what you think, which is essentially what where Wrath of the Storm came from, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, but there was no way I could come to the table that first day and say, well, here is a nondescript town with a nondescript culture. Um what do you do that is it's more frustrating than you realize if you if you were my only player then it'd be great because then i'd be like okay low key i did plan everything but 
Andrew's going to feel like he's he's making all the choices and he is making all the choices. So then I'll just adapt every session based on on what he chooses. And I highly um, support the idea of keeping everything very loose and then adding detail as players, you know, focus on things, right? You can't, you can't fully build out the whole world. You'll burn out as you well know. Right. Right. So, but going in with, hi, I'm the GM. I didn't do any GM. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's okay. That's not, that is not what I'm saying at all. That, and I, I understand why, you think that 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 is what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um, well, help me out then. I'm. I guess I'm confused. So, the the general setting that's fine. Okay, like, so like, I can. So it can be frontiersy. It could take place on the frontier. Sure. Okay. That's fine. All but, right. But saying this is going to be a game where you guys are going to build a town. Oh sure, sure, sure. That's that's different. That's. What I right. want, what I want is to in the while we're playing, figure out what we want to do through play. Mm-hmm. So you can you can have a setting. That's fine. You can you can just you can come up with backstories for the NPCs. You know, you have the 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 pro the little problems that they have. Those are stories that you're coming up with ahead of time, at least to some extent. Sure. But as far as like... Like you don't know, you know who the big bad is necessarily. Is that kind of what you're right. saying? Or, or rather that they're, as far as anyone knows, like there isn't one. If there is a big bad, it will come from whatever choices are made. Or maybe the, the PCs make certain choices that that don't create a single big bad you know maybe it just sets off different world situations or or anything like that you know you you go into town and like uh let's see i'm i'm getting off of my notes so i'm just trying to to recalibrate myself here sure um so you make the location you make a few simple paths for each problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for whatever problems you come up with, you just generally take a look at, you know, okay, what is what would it mean for this problem to be solved well, right. be solved poorly, or what would happen if it got ignored altogether? So let, let me help you out here. I Because uh, Guy did an episode about something like this. Um, and I think that I think what you really want in please correct me if I'm wrong is uh plotless like there there has to be you know world and characters we've established that that's sure. fine. I would argue there does need to be theme. We can talk about that a little bit more. Um, but there can be absolutely no plot. That's totally fine. Plot to right. me is is definitely secondary. You want a plot that is reactionary based on the decisions the players make. I think that's perfectly right. fine. I and I think doable. I think that that's I think that that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, he has a great episode about how to do that and he's basically describing what you're talking about. Um but I haven't gotten it, through the whole Andrew list yet so maybe maybe it's different. But I I think that he if anything he's probably very close. Um mm-hmm. and as 
you know, to your to your point about the theme, I think like when I when I think about the word theme, I'm thinking, you know, is this game about love? Is it about Yeah, that's that's what I think loss? about theme too. It, right. So the the way I'm imagining it would work is basically once the PCs get going, their personalities will come out. They'll start interacting with the world elements in whatever yeah. way they choose to do. Yeah. And that will inherently turn into its own story. And mm. by it, it, it'll be the adventures of blah, 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 blah. Right. They, they'll be faced with challenges. They will deal with those challenges as they start doing that different themes will come out we'll you'll inherently start learning about things that are important to the different characters things that those characters struggle with and certain themes will come out just by virtue of the fact that they're having these interactions and once those little things start showing themselves and it's, especially at first it's not going to be like big and obvious but as a gm you're going to be able to look back at your notes and the what has happened in previous sessions and and start being able to connect dots and go there's been a lot of instances that touch on characters who've who've lost someone in their life and they're having a hard time dealing with that or they you know, keep getting into trouble because they make these sorts of mistakes or you'll start noticing these common threads. And then as the GM, you start pulling on those. So really, so the, play, the, the players come up with the theme pretty much. Right. Or they or they'll wind up showing the GM what the theme is, probably unintentionally. Yeah, well, I, I hope it would work out that way. Um, I think if at the very least your GM still needs to go in with some of those early options representing possible themes. Yes. Um, I think that could totally, that, that to me seems totally fine. Right. So, you know, you can do, do, uh, you know, three paths that are each represented by, by simple problems for a low level adventurers to solve. Right. Sure. And then they're then uh, based on decisions made, we we ask three more questions. Yeah. You know, and and we can go on and on that way. Yeah. Um, but In, instead but of we agree this whole... that a theme is important. That without sure. without theme, you frankly don't have story. Right. And we can and, and there is a plot or a, sorry a difference in my mind between plot and story. Right. Like. When, when we, it's almost the difference between house and home, right? Mm. The sort of like meaning behind it. The plot is sort of the order of events that occur. Um, the story really more in my mind, at least, um, refers to that hero's journey. How does, how does our protagonist change? What do they learn? Right. That's, that's what the story is. Um, we can, we can definitely do that. Your your GM definitely needs to be able to pick up and recognize these things and adapt from week to week. 
Um, which is fine. Right. This is this is doable. I wouldn't say it's for a good noob GM. Um, but it is. No, I wouldn't either. You, you can you can definitely do it. I still say I have done it, frankly. <laughs> but um, I I think I think you've done a lot of its pieces. Yeah, sure. And I mean, even when it came to the base building, we did about as much as people felt like they wanted to do. And of course, you know, people had different ideas of how much they wanted to interact with it. You know, some people right. sent me in these big giant lists and, and order forms, essentially, um, and really ate up the mini games I was creating. And some people were like, yeah, I don't know. I live in a tent, I guess, you know. Right. Um, anyway, can we go kill a thing? So, right. you know, the the big issue with that campaign is that. I felt like everyone was sort of wrestling over what they wanted that dynamic story to be about. And Mm. as a result, they ended up upset with each other um, because they felt like they had to constantly like set aside their own desires for everybody else, which is really unfortunate. I really was wishing that players in that game would care about each other, frankly. Mm. And it just kind of didn't happen. Yeah. And that's and, and, and that's just really unfortunate. And I think that's part of what has inspired me to want to talk about love on this show. Yeah. Um, good Lord. It, I ju- you really just, you can't overstate it. Right. it in, in order for anything with a plot or without a plot to work, for your group to really function, it can't just be, you know, a, being a good GM. It's not enough. No, it's, your players it's have got to give a crap about each other. You've got to care. You've and got to be invested in each other's characters. You have to cheer each other on when good things happen. Yeah. Um, well, and I that's that's something that that was really present in my mind even when I was you know putting together all these notes is that. I'm well and 100% aware that with the wrong group, this trying well, to do any, something like anything. this would 100% be madness. But I think that if you can put together a group of people who can genuinely be supportive of one another and be excited for one another and are fine compromising and having a bit of give and take and you know that sort of thing and enjoy collaborating and working together i think that this kind of game could be a huge success Mm -hmm. and you know it's 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 easy to say oh you know anything with the right group would be just fine but i i think that in some cases it's it's worthwhile to to say you know hey there's there is something to be said for you know for putting effort into getting a group together that is right for the thing you want to do instead of just going hey these are the people we got so let's just try to you know almost force it to work right sure um yeah so now that we've kind of better defined what it is you're asking for, I think it's, you know, definitely a doable thing. Absolutely. Mm. Um, uh, 
It's just, um, I think that a lot of times, if you're going to be the one that signs up to GM, you are going to like want to, it's going to be almost impossible not to want to tell your story. Um, you're the one that is putting the whole thing on. Um, and so it, it, it could be difficult to not come in with some ideas and, and maybe you're saying that's okay to an extent, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I just, I, I want to make sure that I verbalize this the right way. Like it, it feels strange to see, not even strange is not the right word, but going in to someone else's story feels less like i found it more difficult to be immersed and i and i i don't a hundred percent know why that is i've just noticed that feeling Mm -hmm. that a lot of times it feels for myself like i have this disconnect Mm -hmm. where um almost like when when you're playing a video game and you're piloting a character versus feeling like you're in the character's head. Um, like there's this distance that that makes me feel disconnected from what's going on. Or like I have a bit of difficulty identifying with things or feeling like certain things are are significant on on a on an organic level mm-hmm. where I feel like something that I would really enjoy is to just feel like I am a part of the world. I'm where like, you know, it's like when I when I go about my my regular life, you know, it isn't necessarily that there's always these catastrophic problems going on or these huge goals to attain like maybe i just want to feel like a person who's actually existing in this fictional place and being able to experience those sorts of things instead of feeling like there's this big looming story that needs to be told or fulfilled it's like I would like to just explore being in that place and and meeting the people and learning about like how do you how do you live in this place or you know what sort of experiences do these people have and when like typically when you're playing an adventurer at least for me it's always felt like there's the setting and the adventurers are kind of almost an exception to the setting or whatever ecosystems around them. They're they're always kind of this weird X factor where where they are almost running counter to the environment. They're always trying to do the different thing. They're always trying to do the thing that no one else can do. They're you know they're they're special for for you know god knows how many different reasons instead of it being like we're people just like the other people here and we are just making different maybe different choices than those people do but we all exist in this same space 
and it would be neat to to feel that sort of you know isn't necessarily about there being this you know a big dragon or a sorcerer who wants to take over the world or you know the cosmos are going to come crashing down it's you exist in this place how do you get by who what relationships do you make who do you decide to be friends with who who do you inadvertently tick off and and how do those little situations snowball in into things that might later on be epic or or even just dangerous or or intriguing or whatever um and it to me i feel like it would be neat to see something start out small and mundane and nondescript and maybe a little ill-defined and instead of the gm having the burden of coming up with this grand story they want to tell or these big messages they want to get across it instead would be this more collaborative thing where it's almost like everybody is kind of almost feeding off each other there's more of this sort of give and take kind of back and forth um and and i don't know maybe that doesn't make any sense at all but um well, no, I understand what you're asking for. I'm just flabbergasted because it's exactly what I did. And I am totally, I, I think the issue is that like in the, in the last several sessions that it's gone on, we've been in that later stage of the story. We've been away from Little House in the Prairie where we did mm-hmm. frankly start off, but you can't stay there forever part of the issue is that we, we the dang story just won't come to an end um but i you guys ultimately came up with the theme you guys through your decisions together made the the bad guys you made the problems you made the solutions you decided which npcs lived and which ones didn't you decided which ones were important and got development the theme was ultimately created partially by me but like you guys went for it and i'm just i'm a, i'm just really surprised i'm really surprised cuz i just i can't understand how how that didn't come across i mean part of the whole point of creating the new settlement was here is a plot of land for all of you to help create into whatever you want and then the job board wasn't just read the board and go on the adventure. You had to go talk to the person. You had to learn about their personality. And all those starting problems were of a mundane, normal, real-life variety where they had common issues. And then the more that we pushed on it, the more it developed into greater plot points and themes. And where it has arrived hasn't necessarily been you know, your character's favorite thing. But I just, I can't understand how you don't think that the Landsver doesn't live in the world. I mean, good Lord, I think he's the best representation of the world. I think that he's, he was the most made for the setting that he was presented with. And his impact on the world has been absolutely tremendous. The only problem was that you had to share that, that spotlight with other people who had different ideas. 
Like, am I just totally off base here? No, you're you're not off base. In fact, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that venture is far and away the closest that I've ever come to being in something like this. Yeah. The and and that that's what I was trying to say before too is that you have done a lot of these things. There are some differences in um you know the 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 overall way that um like the the overarching decisions about you know what the what the campaign is going to be about or the the initial framework and stuff but largely this was very close i think um i think perhaps there were certain points where i feel like it maybe well not not it but where i felt it like move away from what it was from what it originally seemed to be sure or we we started running into certain problems or um challenges or encounters where you know maybe they just weren't my bag and and that's yeah that's that's a big part of it too well Um, i i think that i think it really just kind of came down to party dynamic frankly you know i think everyone in that group struggled to empathize with each other and so it was it it was always like everybody was taking their turns with the, with mm-hmm. the plot it's like like okay we're having a chapter for so and so cuz we do want to you know if you guys are going to write those backstories you do want them to come up right mm-hmm. and so people would be like oh it's not a me chapter i'm just going to be quiet right mm-hmm. instead of being like hey man here's what i think you should do based on your personality and growth and what i like about you you know mm-hmm. And maybe there was some of that, but like, man. <laughs> well, you know that, what? That, that's why I think it, this this works better as a single player game. But I don't really know because, frankly, I've done it once, mm-hmm. um, and so oh, it didn't one hundred percent. I mean, frankly, the game is still going, so it, to some degree, it's working. Um, but you know, there are of course grievances with it, and but so I can't say whether or not that that this model is successful or not um, because I have one data point to look at, which is not very very much. I think it can work. Let's say that. I, I think it, I think it's obviously successful at this point. Uh Like the, the fact that it's, it has like, even if you cut the campaign today, like it's run for two years. The, the amount of growth that the campaign has had, has been considerable. Um, no, and part of and, it also is you have to get into those higher tiers of play, right? Like you've right. Like we can't we can't just solve Jenny's cabbage patch problem when we're level fifteen, you know. Unless the cabbage patch is a portal to hell, <laughs> you know what with, I mean? With with those dire rabbits, it very like the rabbits are back, and now they've got machine guns strapped to them. I don't know, but um, I I want to see that. Yeah, no, I'm um, not, I'm thinking about it. But um, you know, I did also say in the beginning, hey, we're going to level twenty. That's the goal, right? And so it it can't it can't stay one way. It does have to change. Again, I think the real issue is that this kind of freedom comes with certain costs. Yeah, and 
and maybe that's fine, right? And again, if you have the right group, maybe it can work out. But some of those, let me just give this as word of warning to this, to this, the plotless model. If you're good at it, like if you do a good job getting players invested and getting them to care about their place in the world, then they will be invested and care about their place in the world. And sometimes that can result in them uh, coming into conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And then when when not everybody notices each other's big moment or or they disparage each other's ideas, then, you know, this this can come from a place where the game is so meaningful to people that they can almost forget that it's a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they're in. Hey, man, is there dungeons and are there dragons? You know, are these things here? Or am I going to real life therapy now? <laughs> you mm. know, <laughs> right? And we've we've got to check ourselves to to that degree as well. So the the only problem I ran into was, I think a big problem that I did was the email chains. Frankly, mm-hmm. um, by doing them, I made it even more personal to players. And then people are like, "Well, that sounds like a good thing." It's like, "Well, yeah." But then again, they're they're sharing that space with other people that with very, very strong personalities, and so as a result, nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy. Yeah, and so and that's just too bad. That's just too bad. I don't know how I could have done that differently. I I wish I knew how, but I don't I don't think um, that that like the the more we talk about this, the more. I'm the more I'm starting to realize that, you know, and it's difficult for me to say this because this is, um, you know, a, a, a bit of a revelation for me, but maybe in, in some ways, like the, the group we have is not the best fit for me. Oh um, yeah. Well, we, you, you know, and I have said that a lot. I don't think that's a new revelation. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, that I that's clear. That's been clear. Um, well, and it it makes me wonder if if had this had the group been a different group of people and the approach uh, that we as players took, if it had been a different way maybe all this stuff that i'm talking about here maybe i would have felt like all this stuff was fulfilled mm-hmm. had had the had our whole group of players been able to successfully support one another yeah um i will also point out that things went much better at those lower levels when people didn't have too much power and they were dealing with very common problems. I think one of the most successful sessions of that campaign was just the festival, you know, the Mm -hmm. season, the spring festival and everybody was like, you know, maybe flirting with an NPC or playing a game or showing something off. That was one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. People really, really like that. Um, But cause and effect happened. (laughs) Sure. And it resulted in now we're dealing with uh, with all these cosmic issues as we as we reach the higher levels mm-hmm. um, to possibly uniting the entire land and, and creating maybe even a singular kingdom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, it's it's been uh, it's definitely had its ups and downs, and I think a lot of it has come from a place of passion and interest. So yeah. that's a positive. It is. That's, it is a positive. That's been that's been really good. I get what you want. I think in many ways I like that same idea too. You know, like it, it plotless can be a really fun game. Um, as long as those that story and theme does develop over time. So I'm sorry this has gotten so kind of dour in a way. This is not very like us, but sometimes it's important to to get those feelings out and to um, to have that kind of communication and, and, and expression. And, you know, even though I, I've taken some issue um, with what you've said personally, um, I still hear you and I still think that your your that feeling of dissatisfaction is certainly perfectly valid. I you appreciate know? that. Of course, you know. And uh I'm I think just... I think I've learned a lot from these past couple of years and I think of you know, approaching that game differently, uh well, frankly it'd be different next time. Yeah. And uh so far, um the games I've run since have gone exceedingly better. Mm. Um, part of their success has been ending them faster. <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to try to get level 20 again. No, thank I, you. I have been, I've been wondering um, for a while if, if the, the, the promise to go to 20 in itself just created more problems than it's worth. Like, yeah, I think it, I think it did. I think that's absolutely true. Um, because the the story could have ended a few times mm-hmm. uh, prior, right? It, it honestly could have ended after Fair Metal, and it would have been fine. Um, sure. It it's just yeah, there was the promise. We're we're getting to twenty, and we're almost there. We're level eighteen. That's true. And we're definitely gonna <laughs> we're probably gonna speed bump over nineteen pretty quick, and Bridges. just. And just be like, okay, you're 20 now. Anyway, by God, we'll, we'll we, hit 20 if it kills. Us. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit 20 if it kills all of you, right? It, it, it may, it may. It may. So, um, I will say though that last session, one player had a particularly good time. Good. Uh, a cu- couple of them did actually. They had some big character moments. So, um, what, what is? What does that say about the fact that, <laughs> that you it was there. the one game I wasn't in? Well, you and your character and that character could not see the world more differently. And that's I think the truth. that's been kind of a big part of it. So it's just, uh, yeah, sometimes when you make people care, they care. And, mm. and care, like love, you know, can lead to... Um, an unbridled passion, you might say that can result in, in hurt. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so important to remember that you're in a game with real human beings and that all of these characters that you've created are perhaps a real piece of you, but they aren't real and they come secondary. Yeah. So anyway, be careful kids. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely be careful. So, um, um, but I think, I think a plotless, um, style is great. I think it would be, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, 
I also find myself at a point with with the hobby where you know I I find myself wondering if you know how much I care whether there are the dungeons and the dragons and you know and whether whether that's actually you know the part of this game that I really give a darn about um and you know it's I think I think the the sense of dissatisfaction that I've been having has also been just making me wonder. Like I remember how gung ho I used to be, especially in college, about this stuff. Where like you know we would eat, sleep, and breathe this you know this game. It was like all we could freaking think about. And granted, you know since then we've we've grown up, we've you know, we both have families. We, you know, you know, you have big grown-up jobs. We're not in school anymore. And well, I'm in school all the well, time. That that, <laughs> that a little right. different. <laughs> a little different. Um, but you know, the I've been in high the, school for ten more years than actual high school. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like I've been in high school for up. fourteen years. Oh my god. It's that's that sounds like a Bill Murray movie. Um, oh yeah, but, or Adam Sandler possibly, right? Um, and and I've been trying to trying to think of things that might be able to resurrect that raw level of passion for just for play. And I I think you're right. I think that a big part of it is the people that we're playing with and. You know, having that having that play style compatibility is is something that back then it never really occurred to me. It was like, you know, whoever we've got at the table is who we're playing with and it'll be a great time regardless. But that was also back when, you know, we had the time to be able to play, you know, 10 hour sessions every week or every other week. And, you know, now it's like we've got four hours every other week and it's on a weeknight after a work day usually about and, two and a half hours after all the bs in the beginning <laughs> right and you know and 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 within that you've got a bunch of people grown adults who all have grown adult issues and lives that they're dealing with and they all have these goals and hopes that they want to achieve within the game and they want to have certain story ideas or combat challenges or all these different things that they want to experience and it's not wrong to want to experience those things and it's so hard to 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 have those things that you want to experience and to have even a way that you would like to experience those things in, in particular, but also find yourself playing alongside someone who has their own things that they are interested in, that they want to see happen, that they want to enjoy, and, and to realize that the both of you are at odds, that if you are getting what you want, it just so happens that that will probably mean that that other person is not having a great time. And that freaking sucks to think about. Like, 
So what is the solution to that problem? What is a quality that they need to possess in order to be successful? I feel like I feel like you're asking me a question with your tongue in your cheek, <laughs> knowing that I know the answer to this question. And if those players didn't have a good time in that setting together in that limited time, what was it that they lacked? Maybe a little bit of love. Maybe it was love. Maybe the thing that they needed to work on was loving each other and having their characters love each other's characters. I think that's what happened. Maybe and it's our a game was uh, missing the secret ingredient. It was missing the secret ingredient. God dang it. And that is uh, why, um, why you need it. As a player, as a, as a GM, you've got to develop this. It's a skill. And this is something that we've done specific episodes about. But we all need to work on improving this skill. It doesn't end. You know, you and I have both been, you know, we, we've been in our marriages respectively for, you know, uh, well, I'm coming up on 14 years. I just passed 10. Yeah. Um, and, uh, congratulations, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, that effort doesn't end. In fact, one of the things I've been doing this summer has just been taking, you know, an hour a day to just work on the kitchen or whatever, just clean up. Mm. Um, I've been, I've been getting up in the morning and making my kids, you know, do, you know, the simple tasks and chores to take things over and to just take some of that burden off of her while I'm home. Um, and it, it, and she loves it. That's, that's going to do more than flowers are going to do for her any, any day of the week, you know? And so it's just a thing that you have to work on whether or not you're, you're in a romantic relationship or even just a friendship or even just a friend group. All of these trappings about, you know, what are all the things that your game should have in it? If you have a game full of people that like each other and that understand that secret ingredient, you are going to have a good time, frankly. Yeah. And if they yeah. don't understand it, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. That's, uh, geez. You know, to, to all you listeners who have gone on this hour and a half long journey with us um i went into this thinking that this episode would be about one thing <laughs> and as it is often the case with 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 me it wound up being something very very different um so i mean i it is what it is i guess and you know for me this is a lot of it is you know, some degree of self-discovery, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way to, to reconnect with, with what it is we do and what I know we care mm -hmm. so much about. And I feel like, you know, after what we've been talking about, um, you know, it's been going on for, for a while and, Going that long without the secret ingredient is freaking exhausting. <laughs> it's god dang exhausting. And it 
for someone like me, who I live off my enthusiasm. Yeah, you do. And when when that feels dead to me, mm-hmm. it's you know it may it makes me look at at the stuff I'm doing and going, what do I gotta do to to get it back? Because I want it back. The, the, the problem is, is you're waiting for it to happen to you. Right. You're, you're waiting for that to be presented in order to get that secret ingredient back. You have to create it. You have to do it. You have to go, how am I, how have I not been transmitting these positive feelings to somebody else? Because when you, when you show somebody love, their natural inclination is to show love back. Sometimes they don't, and then you want to be out of that relationship. But, like, for the most part, most decent people are going to react properly, Mm. and they're going to reciprocate. It's like that thing when someone finally apologizes. So what is the first thing the other person does? Also apologizes, (laughs) right? No, 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 you know, I was wrong. You know, Mm. we all all suddenly want to get back there. So... My que- my my challenge for you is make Lanzover love another PC, mm. and even if he can't do it naturally, have him express it anyway. It's a it's it's kind of a fake it till you make it, but love is not just a concept; it's a skill. Mm. And uh, you know those those players need love, and you need it too. The thing that you're that you're you're that's feeling empty to you is that you're not feeling it back from them. Mm. But are you giving it to them? I try. <laughs> are you? At, mostly. Mm. Or at least I have. Maybe I mm. haven't done so much recently. Mm. But at least early on, I you know, at the very least, I try to show it by trying to engage the other yep. party members. Yep. And, you know, I, I try to, I don't, at least, I don't intend to be, like, a ball hog. I try no, to. No, um, but sometimes getting into those emotional moments can be a little awkward. You know, yeah. even just being sincere to each other. So what we often do is we deflect to humor. And then sometimes that can make other people feel like they're, they were belittled or um, avoided. And I think we do a lot of that. And so it's it's something. Sorry, guys, this has become campaign therapy session. She's Louise. I, but it is. Mm. I guess it was necessary. Mm. So, um, and I as a G, you know, the the GM also needs this relationship with the players, and they need to. You need to sometimes tell your players that you care about their characters and that you're proud of the the um, growth that they've had. And because it helps foster that enthusiasm, you know, getting that positive feedback. I bet you really enjoyed playing Promise for the most part. I did. You know, I did. One thing you and and I both did a really good job to Spike for for running that game, too, because you did a great job. But you and I, we played into our characters relationship between the two of them. And we did it often. Yeah. And as a result. We had a good relationship. We had a good time. Uh, I also did this back and forth with Chris's character. Mm. Players have a lot of power to add enjoyment to their own games. 
Yeah. So oh, re- reach man. out again. Reach out again. See what happens. I will. I will. Well, everybody, I had a bunch more <laughs> notes that I could have. We didn't get to off. them, of course. Um, but you know, if uh, if you're still with us, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for hanging on for the ride. I'm not sure if uh, if this episode was more for all of you out there, or more for for uh, more just for for me. <laughs> um, well, I think a lot of people can relate to this issue, right? Group I dynamics, so. much like group scheduling, can be the the greatest opponents that a party of adventurers can ever face. Yeah, yeah, it certainly can be. But I I hope that this um, that there's at least one person out there who listens to this who who gets it and maybe maybe you whoever you are needed to hear this kind of stuff maybe just the way i did um (laughs) and yeah it's you know for for a hobby that is largely centered around uh at least in the circles that we play in grown adults playing make-believe um on the face of it it sounds very silly and for it to you know to kind of get into the depths of one's soul um is something that i would imagine some people who are playing in this hobby like maybe never really experience or maybe only just touch on or um you know it's it's certainly not something you hear people talk about all the time and i i hope that for anyone out there who maybe has struggled with this sort of thing or um maybe hasn't even realized that they were dealing with something like this but after listening to this realize that you have i hope that this is helpful i hope that it's enlightening um and i and i hope that it i hope that it helps all of us grow you know none none of us are perfect we've all got things that we could could do differently and things that we could do better um and i i will try my best to to do my part in making the experiences that i am a part of the best that they can be andrew i'm really proud of the progress you've made today thanks man i (laughs) appreciate that it's uh I promise I won't cry on the podcast. <laughs> Keep it together, man. Oh, but you know, that's when we set out to do this show on the very first episode that we ever recorded, you led into the episode after we introed with a freaking my little pony reference <laughs> and look where that got us like g3 g4 my little pony is uh really just a human achievement jeez oh, just an amazing show and when you're a father with daughters and you have got to watch this show um it's not too bad uh now my kids really like gravity falls and uh which is also a phenomenal show Hmm. So anyway, you're probably getting to a point. <laughs> you know, I 
<laughs> it's an Andrew topic show. So the uh, way that those work is that I basically will rapidly bounce <laughs> from one point to probably about five or six other points and well. explore them to varying probably unsatisfactory levels of depth. Blame it on my ADD. <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. Hey, you know, I I am what I am. Yeah. Isn't well, that Popeye? Yep. You said that? I am yep. what I am. Um, And what we are are two guys who love this hobby. And need to wrap up this episode. And need to wrap up this episode. So um, I apologize for any... <laughs> emotional exhaustion that we may have put you guys through uh but i hope that this helped some or even all of you and maybe one day i will get to play in a truly plotless game that would be neat um <laughs> and uh we'll see what happens and i'll also look over uh my remaining notes and see if there's maybe a way I can shoehorn these into uh, an upcoming episode. Who knows? Um, but until then, take a breather. Take a look in the mirror and ask yourself if you've really got the secret ingredient. Or if maybe you could use a little more. And if you could, think about whether you could be giving a little more of it too. And until next time... Stay inspired. Bye. Goodbye.